is uh, this is Matt with your with my co-host Jamie. We have a special guest tonight, Trey Co. Um, we're excited to have him. Pumped, uh, pumped that he's here. He's actually hosting us tonight. Um, it's been a good time already. So uh, grab your favorite beverage, or you know, run and do some chores. But um, plug us in, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. It's great to be here. Trey, could you take just a second to you know tell everybody a little about yourself? Give us a little intro. Um, you know, how long you been in Seville? Did you get married this uh, in the last couple of months? Like, what's been going on in your life? What's the story? Well, my name's Trey. I'm the owner of the Cream of the Crop, and uh, I've been in Charlottesville for about seven or eight years now. Moved here in 2011, and uh, I did get married this year to the former Mrs. Chrissy Shirley. Chrissy, go. It's a great name. It's a great name. Very alliterative. What else do you want to know? What else do we want to know? We want to know... Uh, Who's my favorite chief? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were going to save that till a little bit later, but yeah, let's let's jump right in. Who's your favorite chief? Is it current? There's a long list of great chiefs out there. Travis right Kelsey. Is it, a, is it an all-time or current? How did all- Why don't you give us both? Give us both. Yeah, start with current, because I believe that was the spirit of the question, but then all time. You got Pat Mahomes. Current is fairly easy. Um, D Ford. D Ford. D okay. Ford. Can you spell that? How do you spell D E E. D E E. Space. Don't give yeah. me that look, James. All right. F O R D. Come okay. on. All right. Come on. And all time. Hit us with all time. Elvis Gerback. Elvis Gerback. The former QB. Former QB. Former QB. Wow. He bounced around a little bit. He was in Baltimore, a couple other places. What did do you he play like for, about? Did he play Elvis? for the Titans? Great name. Well, um, we we need to jump into some some week one recaps. This is actually the first week that we're at, you know, that we've been playing some ball. Week one. And week one. We've been talking a lot, but we start playing the games. This is this is what it's about. Yeah, this is crazy. This is pod number four, by the way. Uh, podcast number four of the Dad Bod Pod, um, and this is actually the first week we've had games, and there's been a lot happening. Pretty pretty interesting week. In fact, it's funny the um, the top two scores in our league um, played each other, and the top two not so high scores mm. in our league played each other. Really interesting games. Um, pretty funny to see what was going on this week. Um, I mean, if Trey had played literally anyone else, he would have lost. But, you know, sometimes you just got to get lucky. And or sometimes you just optimize your lineup. Or sometimes Matt Prater misses a field goal from 40 yards. 40 yards. And breaks Zach's heart. That also happens occasionally. Heartbreaking. There's there's um, a lot of ways that Zach <clears throat> lost this week. We could talk about the number of people could, that he could have switched from his bench to have easily beaten you. Let's let's start right there. Let's start with that matchup. We had Trey and Zach battling it out <laughs> for the worst <laughs> score in the league. War of attrition. Both of these teams just doing everything in their power to lose. Uh, Matt Ryan, at one point, it looks like he breaks his ribs. He gets sandwiched by two defenders, gets a knee right to the ribs. Looks like he's out for the game. But no, he shakes it off. He comes back in. Next pass, there's another <laughs> interception. Wait, Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford? Matt Stafford. Uh, let me interject with a fun Matt fact. Matt facts. My name is Matt, and here's your Matt fact of the day. 
So in the NFL, there are four mats. They're all quarterbacks. Well, there's sorry. sorry. That's not true. true. Let's, Let's, Zach, cut this out. We're gonna start it over. <laughs> hit, hit him with the Matt facts, Matt. <laughs> in the NFL, there are four quarterbacks named Matt. They both. <laughs> We're going to – number three. Number three. Roll it back. Keep this in. Roll it back. It's – I love it either way. We keep it in. <laughs> keep it's it. gold. In keep the NFL. It. We cut it out. We look all right. Third so, time's a charm. You there are four quarterbacks named Matt. Matt Stafford. Matt Ryan. Matt Schaub. Who's the other Matt, Jamie? Matt um, Castle. Matt Castle. He's terrible. Uh, <clears throat> two of these Matts play together. The other two Matts play together. Crazy thing. Matt back of the day. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about this matchup. Final score, 77-73. 74. 77.84 to 74.04. Really interesting fact that, that we dug up about this matchup is if Zach had actually chosen to start 23 other defenses. He starts the New Orleans Saints defense. He put up a whopping negative three points. And yeah. And there were 23 alternative options that he could have streamed at the defensive position that would have secured him victory in week one. Yeah, that's right. He started the wrong defense. Right, Sean? Sean, who I think owns every Saints player in the league except for, and this this was another critical misstep that led to defeat, he, uh, he takes Kamara in the first round. He takes Michael Thomas in the second round. He does not draft Drew Brees. He takes Deshaun Watson in the fifth. And Deshaun puts up 13 points. I think we all know what Drew Brees does. 37, 38. It's ridiculous. It's just, you got to stick with the Saints train. I hope I play him when the Saints are on by. I haven't looked into that, but that would be a great uh, favorable matchup. I think Steven is the beneficiary of that one. But week seven. So yeah, that, that was that was definitely a tough one. What what were you thinking from from your team? Because when we look at Zach's team, you know there might be some rough rough weeks ahead for him. But how are you feeling when when you look at your team? Obviously a disappointing week one, but right. long term outlook for cream of the crop. I'm feeling fairly good about my team. Uh, how many more four interception games is Matt Stafford? I think four or five. Four or five. Well, hopefully a lot. You know. Hopefully a lot. Um, so, I mean, I think that was fluky. Yeah, Amari whoa, whoa, whoa. Cooper. Hang on, let me get... So, what you're saying there is you're going to stick it out with Matt Stafford, is that right? I mean, I, he's on my roster for this coming week. Starting him in week two. Starting him in week two. That's so, a this guy has four interceptions, and you're coming straight back from him. Yeah. Wow. You know, when you've got your own business someday, making millions, I'll work for you. You, you would be so lucky. That's grace. Um, yeah, so Stafford, I mean, if you just go down the line, all my guys basically underperformed, and I still got the W. Yeah. Um, you know, Amari Cooper, hotly debated player. Zach had some great texts on the group me just about, yeah, he was going to fail. And you know what? He failed. He did, big time. He failed big time, but he had uh, quite a few targets, I believe. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, 
Nope, he had three targets. Three targets, mm-hmm. although John Gruden in some post-game comments said he was hoping to beep a couple times, and for whatever reason, we didn't go that way. Uh, kind of throwing Derek Carr under the bus a little bit, which yeah. Was, he also was said regarding Amari Cooper, it's going to be hard to get him rolling. It's not going to be an easy thing. What do you think about that? I hadn't heard that quote, but you know, no more Michael Crabtree. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, what I was told was that St. Louis, or what I heard, uh, uh, you know, ESPN, now football podcast. Um, just that their strategy was go down the middle, and that's why uh, Jared Cook had all those receptions. Was they just weren't going to test those corners, like Marcus Peters, former. Kansas City Chief. Shout out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I think it, it's just so interesting in the league, and maybe we can get onto this topic in a second, but it's week one. It's one week. One week. So if you want to base your whole strategy off of what you saw this week, I've got Calvin Ridley in another league. In fact, Sean's league, um, which also might be a good topic for discussion at some point just because we've had some crossovers. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, I didn't drop Calvin Ridley this week, even though he sucked last week. So, no yards. No yards. Zero um, points. And, again, maybe I'm making a mistake, but uh, long story short, when I look at my roster, I think Stafford bounces back. Cooper can only go up. Panthers just lost Greg Olson, so Funchess is going to go up. Yeah, same with McCaffrey. Did a McCaffrey. Like, you know, none of my guys scored a touchdown, so – um, Some positive regression there. Positive regression. Dalvin, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, 95 total yards, six, no, excuse me. Yeah, 95 total yards, six receptions. Um, glad to see him out there moving around, getting it done. Evan Ingram, slow night, had some stuff called back for penalties. Royce was solid in the flex, and then. Yeah, I'll take Baltimore and, and Justin Tucker. So, yeah, twenty nine points from kicker and defense combined. Can't can't complain with that. Totally. So we'll see. And then plus, I got thanks to my buddy Matt here. I got Julian Edelman coming back in mm. week five. So post week one, do you feel good about that trade? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I do love it. Yeah, mm. I agree. I agree. With Trey. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Anytime you can pick, you know, you talk about those middle rounds being the crucial rounds. Anytime you can pick up an extra middle round pick and then all you're giving up is your kicker pick. I was, I was pleased with that. And then on the flip side, looking at Zach's team and, sure. and re- reason why, you know, you think there might be some rough days ahead for Zach. Uh, Hopkins and Freeman... Both got banged up week one, so, you know, not only did they not have great games, questions about them going forward, and then you look at LaShawn McCoy, Buffalo looked real bad. Yeah, like we so, knew so bad. We knew they came in as a 32-ranked team. Gosh, he's got Olsen, too. <laughs> That's Olsen, brutal. Olsen breaks I mean, his foot. If you're Zach, do you think there's reason to panic? Yes. You're panicking. I mean, like, I like, I hated his where draft. Where are my jokes? I hated his I hated his draft personally because if you're number two, personally, I wanted no pick of Devontae Freeman, Devonta, Devontae. Uh, I wanted no part of him in the draft. 
and that's your number two pick. I just, yeah, I, 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 I think he's you. only going down, yeah, not I'm up. with you. Um, now maybe those are the quote unquote guys that like are steady eddies that we need the league, but yeah, uh, he's not exciting. Tevin Coleman's going to keep it encroaching on him, so and then Shady, all that stuff. Yeah, so it does look like Shady will avoid any suspension right. based off of that. But, you know, he's also getting older. Really? And Buffalo looks terrible. You so can't run your running back when you're down 21. He, he was another player that was kind of not necessarily on my do not draft list, but he would have had to fall pretty far for, for me to be interested there. So, yeah, it, it looks like Zach's going to have to make some – Waiver wire magic, some trades, and hope hope for some big rebounds and, and a lot of health from DeAndre Hopkins. But, yeah, week one, battle of the losers. Uh, and two, just, just a quick note as we're, you know, live uh, group meeting this, and also we've got Ravens, uh, Bengals going on. Guess who Zach is playing against this week? Uh-oh. What, what's that matchup? Is he playing what the bell? He's playing what the bell? What the bell? And Cody, who some good fortune coming Cody's way, aka Providence. Mm. Uh, AJ Green, twenty three point eight points at half. Uh, actually, it's not even halftime. So um, tough road for Zach. Yeah, and that's great. Let's jump into the second matchup of the week. What the bell? Playing Clooney the Scourge. What the bell is hit? Ah, oh, man, rough patch. Matt, why don't why don't you walk us through thoughts from that one? Well, I mean, looking at this matchup, uh, I'm actually surprised and glad for, for Cody at what was actually a pretty decent week, considering he lost, you know, his star player, you know, number two overall pick. Um, kind of a crazy thing. Um, who would have thought? Leon Bell, no show. Here we are. Uh, so, I, you know, thankfully, I think Cody's got a few things to hang on to, but he's definitely weak at running back. Um, it certainly looks like that's going to be a, a, a sticky point for him probably the rest of the year. Uh, you know, I'm wondering how is he going to how is he going to pull something out? Um, because you know, when your starting running backs are named Derrick Henry, Jordan Wilkins, and uh, Isaiah Crowell. <clears throat> You've got a hole, and it's a big hole. So I think Cody should be glad that he walked away with um, you know, some good takeaways, some some solid wide receiver play. Philip Rivers looking good. Um, you know, a- when it comes down to it, uh, getting a slot in the playoffs, points matter. So it's a good thing he was able to throw up you know 112 points. That's not nothing. Um, certainly not better than the 74, 77 that. Zach and Trey threw up, so um, that'll help towards the end of the season when you know when everybody's fighting for that last last slot in the playoffs. Um, man, it's uh, it's hard not to like Stevens' team. Maybe I'm mean, maybe I'm just a, a Steven fan through and through. You know, I, I keep saying this, but um, his team looks good. He's looking great. Um, 123 points in week one. Yeah. That's- Totally, it's, it's very strong uh, score. You know, Jamie and I were just talking. You know, our goal every week is one twenty. If we hit one twenty every week, you know, we're doing well. Figure probably statistically, 
That unless, would be, yeah. unless you're playing including the Scourge. Mm, well, <laughs> or Shibboleth. Yeah, not. Or, uh, or was Jeffs. On a typical week, though, one, if you break 120, you're doing yeah. well. Yeah, if, if you're putting up 120 every week, you're going to win. Especially as we're in the season lose. and people are hurt and, like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, you know, and defenses figure out what's going on. It's. 120 is a good number. Yeah, um, I think he's, he's also. What's that? He puts up 123. Travis Kelsey scores one point. Obviously, Tyreek Hill getting a lot, a lot of the points in Kansas City this week. But Travis Kelsey's going to eat. He's um, he's going to have better weeks. And then the Los Angeles uh, Chargers defense negative one point. They play Buffalo this week. You know they're totally. they're probably going to put up double digits. So his weakest performers, they're going to bounce back. Just a just a, again since we're live doing this, um, Andy Dalton threw another touchdown. Wow! So another is that his? That's his fourth of the night. Is it okay? Can I can I jump ahead on a little Andy Dalton comment? Sure. So because he's not started by anyone in the league tonight, so hmm. which is shocking considering someone in our league, someone fifty three dollars to grab yep. him off the waiver wire. Now I don't know who on earth is grabbing Andy Dalton off the waiver wire for any amount of money. Can you tell us about the second highest bid? Uh there were no other bids. Zero bids. No bids for Andy Dalton except Zero dollars. Um, some guy named Drew Thatch. Ooh. So, you paid you know, $53. Drew, I'm curious. Who were you competing with there? Who did you think was dying for the redhead? Well, let's look at his week one. 20.52. Two touchdowns, one interception. Seventy-five um, percent completion percentage. Not a whole lot of yards. Decent um, for a ginger. Let's go. Let's just check out Thunder and Lightning real quick. How he's looking. Oh, maybe it's just a little Jimmy G insurance. You know, week one, Jimmy G not looking great. I, I don't hate that play. But then you don't start it. You, you spend you spend fifty three dollars. You don't start on how many touchdowns does he have so far? But maybe that's because he's a believer that it's only one week. Only one week. What? Like yeah. The logic doesn't make sense. Like I'm, you either want him or you don't want him. He wanted him bad. Who did he get rid of? Let's see. So he dropped Devontae Booker, which was probably a wise choice. Yeah, that that looks pretty safe with Philip Lindsay emerging there as mm-hmm. another running back. Of, Ahead of Booker. Speaking of, I'm a little surprised to see Cody not try to pick that guy up. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Yeah. That's because someone else had their eye on him. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta spend money to make money, and Cody put in no bid, so um, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, he's now a proud member of the cream of the crop. What'd you pay for that guy? Seventy-five dollars. Uh, we'll, we're, we'll get back to those waiver waiver bids in a second. Let's finish up here with this matchup. Yeah, um, so Drew Drew played Neil Armstrong, Seth, uh, our guest last week. Thanks for coming on, Seth. Uh, and withstanding a lot of criticism about your trade, you acquitted yourself well. I think Travis completely agrees with you, and everyone else thinks it was a horrible trade. But luckily, we got you Emmanuel Sanders as well, so you're welcome. Um, but yeah, Neil Armstrong. Is, is it worth? I mean, I, I know we don't want to relitigate the trade, <laughs> but there was just a little bit of, uh, you know, there was some buzz as people listened to week three 
this past week. Mm. And yeah, I didn't I didn't appreciate Travis telling me what I can and cannot do with my veto. I can do whatever I want with my veto. And yeah, I this is a competition. And so if I if I think that last year's winner is gonna unfairly benefit, or not necessarily unfairly. Um, I I said unfairly several times. So, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want the rich to get richer, and so I'm going to use my veto power. Careful what you say, your trade is where this is the interwebs are going to hear your voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. So I, I mean, you're saying like, hey, you know, Jamie and I would make a trade. You know, we're chatting after brush our teeth one morning yeah. and say, hey, I'm going to give you, I don't know. Um, whoever. And we both benefit, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. The rich are getting richer. Jamie and I are both improving our team. Yeah. And you don't like that. Yeah, maybe I play Trey that week. Yeah. And he's like, you it, know it, what? I just no don't like that matchup. You've got some wood. Jamie's got some ore. And if we you know, trade, maybe he's sitting on a rock on, a, on you, an ore port. You can't just interject and say, no, do not give him that ore. But but you know what I will do if you play settlers with me, which you haven't lost. Um, I, I won actually. Which is, you guys have to have played more than one game. We played <laughs> one game and I won. Did you really? It was at this kitchen table. Um. Anyway, I can make it known. Obviously, settlers is not the same as this, but yeah, if, if it's to my benefit for those teams to stay stagnant, that's not immoral. To to use my veto. To use my league-given veto power. So you see it, the veto is a tool that you have in your totally. disposal just as much as your fab budget, well, just as exactly. much as proposing exactly. trades. So hang on, hang on. It's hang on. a tool that you have it out here. And that someone can also this use is against insane. me. Like, yeah. Literally, the point of a trade, of any trade, is that both parties think that their teams are getting better. Now, if you, as an outside observer, agree with them and think, hey, those teams are getting better. You're telling me you're going to interject and veto that trade. He could. Because what if I, I mean, to Jamie's point, what if I'm playing one of them this coming week? I don't want the, I don't want to go against a better team. This is so illogical. I just want to move on. I No, the, no, I the think, logic, no different than why are you spending yeah. $83 on Austin Eckler? Because. 84. 84. Because you don't want another player to have him. You you were trying you were using yeah but you had every right to bid eighty five I know yeah and he has every right to veto a trade as the league rules state right now well I'm just so glad that the rest of the league feels differently do they we haven't had the rest of the league on the podcast yet but we we will definitely <laughs> cover ground maybe we should just maybe you guys should have just. A standing segment where you check in and just uh, say, "Yeah, we haven't heard your thoughts yet on the uh, the Lewis uh, Mixon fiasco <laughs> 2018." I'm trying to move past it, but I'm definitely happy Gosh, to revisit it, with it, other it, people it, as well. It is it is worth bringing up though, as we're on there, the group me. So good. That's it's amazing. It's not great for me when I'm. Maybe doing some delivery driving. Sure. Uh, I can't say I was the safest driver out there, but you know what? I was having a great time. <laughs> and, you know, this this was a segment that we had, 
had planned for episode four. So we'll jump into it right now, and then we'll come back to these week one matchups because they're not going anywhere. That's right. But the group me, Matt and I were talking as well, think it's been an awesome thing for league engagement. Yeah. Uh, a lot a lot more interaction, a lot of engagement. But how if you had to break league owners' participation into tiers, how would you rank the tiers of group me participation? Well, so I think that bottom tier is probably what you'd call the the muted tier. Mm. And people that have, you know, pretty smartly turned off notifications. Because yeah, this thing will, No, not smartly. Or missing out. Right. They they are missing out, but I mean, let's just go through who have we not heard from on the group. I think there's only one person. Sean? Sean. Is there another? Steven had one message, maybe? Steven's had a few. Yeah, Steven, Steven's interjections. Steven sneaks in there. Hard, fast, boom. You know, they're usually like... Cody's typed up when he's been mentioned. Neil, very strong presence. Uh, new phone, who does? Dude, that's me. This is where you give me a little credit, bro. Oh, uh, I want to thank a friend named Richard for uh, contributing to my team name this week. It's a great team name. Wow, that's a great. Uh, name. That's a good I'm name. Very, uh, that's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else were we thinking? So, mean, so that's your bottom tier. Those I three. Guess, yeah. Well, 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 Sean hasn't said anything. If so Sean hasn't said anything, he's his own tier. tier. Own so, tier. I. Maybe let's start. Who who's active? Who's yeah. the, we'll call go, that the echo chamber. Yeah. Go go tier one. Um, the echo chamber. The echo chamber. Who's just talking um, to themselves? Me, Jamie, Matt, Travis, Seth, and you know who I've been pleasantly surprised by? Still getting to know, still forming a, a friendship with. Caleb has been very active in the group. Yeah. And after almost quitting the league. After almost quitting the league, guy with a fairly subtle demeanor, perhaps more of an introvert than an extrovert. I mean, think about his think about how he started the year. Uh Skyping in from Montana to do the draft, active group me, big things popping. He had some killer emails. He named episode two, uh, Bush Light, Malt Liquor, and My Disappointment. Thank you, Caleb. Totally, yeah. He gave me my sign-off for the pod, Fallen a Well. That was a Caleb email. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's he's been killing it in, in the group me and email communication. So, I mean, I think every every group me he says is, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. Totally. Very uh, much looking forward to his stand up. Group me need, indeed. Group me needs uh, an app in the, in, the iTunes, in the iTunes store. Because if I can do this from my computer, think about. Oh, but you can. Really? I do group me on my computer. Wow. It's in the web browser. Just sign in. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. Boom. Wow. Game changer. Game changer. Maybe we see some people in that bottom tier creep in with with the web app. To finish the question, Echo Chamber is that six. Then you've got the the in and outers. You know, that's, uh, yeah, Drew piping up tonight. Always paying attention. Love that. Cody as well. Um, Robert. Robert. Uh, I'd say I put Zach in that category too. Uh, Robert's been a little bit more on the quieter end. Um, and then, uh, gosh, 
we don't want to forget anybody. So what do we name four right there? And then Sean and Steven, and that's our 12. So really, it, it feels like three tiers. You know what I just realized? Sumner Abraham is in the group me. Yeah, no yeah, mentions. And I saw him yesterday. It was great. Draft night MVP. Did you talk to him about the group me at all? Uh, I did not. Does he, he was with somebody. Does he still feel connected to the league? I even sure though hope so. He, he was a strong draft night presence. Totally. I, I strongly doubt he's read the messages in the group. Also, it's hard to be in medical school or med school, whichever one he's in. I think, I think he's in residency. Yeah. Is that right? So. He's, um, he's definitely someone we want to have on the pod. I'd never met him before draft night. So. Yeah, me neither. I, I think we have a lot of people that have questions that they want to hear Trey answer. So let's jump into some of these that came in live tonight as we started recording this podcast. That I, that I have not looked at. So you're getting my... Yeah, he's coming in blind asked, here. Coming in hot. Like Andy Dalton. And Matt, I'll let you queue up the second one, but I'll jump in with the first one. Trey, if you could be commissioner for a week... What would you do with your vast power? And it is vast, as we saw by five bonus points being awarded to Shibboleth. Um, I would love to mandate. Uh, I, I think if I, as commissioner, the only thing that we can really expand now is just a is a very active uh, social calendar where the league is getting together, and, mm. and we we are like killing it on email. We're killing it on GroupMe. The pod is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Say that again. The pod is amazing. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but we got we got to get together in person. And I think there's been there's been some rumblings of hey, anyone interested in watching this a little bit? But like, I yeah, I, I'll even even if I'm not commissioned, I want to step up and uh, yeah, I've I've got a basement and we can get a couple TVs going. And I also love some Wild Wings on Sundays. Mm. I think that's perfect for watching fantasy. Um, but I think that's that's the only place that yeah we gotta we gotta tee it up and, and knock it down the down the fairway. So. Love that. Yeah, Matt. What's question number two? So Trey, um, when you lose the league and have to do stand up, what's your opening joke? Who's that from? This is from Seth Whistleway. Ah, uh, Seth. Can't wait to play you, buddy. Um, gosh, my opening joke. My opening joke might go a little something like this. Um, you know, I was in a fantasy football league once. And two of the other team members tried to do a trade straight up. Deion Lewis for Joe Mixon. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Oh man. Wow. That is laughable. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Jim, you, we, do we have any more over there? Oh, we, we have so many more. These came in so hot. So this this is a mystery that I want to clear up by the end of the year. There was one the naysayer. The damn naysayer. Yeah. And uh, we got we got some interesting news. We we dug through some of the responses this week, we ruled out one of the prime suspects, 
which was Caleb, who thought it might have been him. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't really pay attention to his responses as he went through them because he said, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the worst. I'm out. I uh, thought it might have been him. It's not him. Mm-hmm. So one of our listeners wants to know, are you the damn naysayer? Who's that from? That is also Seth Westwood. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Appreciate the question. Um, wasn't it an Android user? Do we know that, too? Or that is true. That? So That's the case. When I was looking at it, the user agent on my phone in that screenshot said it was an iPhone. So I don't know what I was looking at versus what everyone else is looking at. But it looks like multiple things. Yeah. So I honestly I can't remember. Um, I it's it could definitely be possible, and you know, as the leader of the podcast, I don't know if you want me to go here. If we had to revote again today, I would gladly be the naysayer. And I yeah, I think you you said that before, which was an interesting thing that regardless of whether or not it is you, which I will find out by the end of the season, yeah. I promise to resolve this mystery. You said that that would be your position. So yeah. if you just want to talk a little bit about totally. why you think the redraft um, totally. snake works I'm, best. I'm, I'm gladly like, throw my... Yeah, and say, yeah. Matt and I, I have agree. talked about this extensively. <laughs> but I think what's really great, and now that I'm seeing this in some other leagues that I'm in, um, the beauty of this... So I think in any fantasy football league, you're going to have turnover. And so you've got to have either something that eliminates that turnover, like every guy's putting $250 in the pot, you know, like something where they can't get out. Um, or you've got to have a strategy that like accommodates turnover. And I think immediately snake and redraft do that better, or at least redraft does that better um, than, um, than a keeper league. Um, but then as you're debating snake versus auction, I think another thing that we've experienced is that um, with that attrition of owners and, and having turnover, et cetera, uh, guys moving away, sometimes you, yeah, you just want to be available to people who maybe haven't, aren't like super serious fantasy football players, but would love to play. And it's got to be accessible to them. And I think auction can get really uh, intimidating and I think Snake is a little bit more accessible. Um, and the other thing, too, is if you don't do great in an auction keeper, you are screwed. And so, like, what is, what is, le- you know, what's been, what we've been harping on all podcasts is how great league participation has been. And let's say um, you've made some bad decisions. And on the one hand, you know, it models real life that, you have to live with those consequences and that's fun and exciting. But on the other hand, I think we will experience attrition and um, yeah, I'm in a league where there was 50% turnover. And so um, I I think keep it accessible, keep it lighthearted, keep it fun. Um, And yeah, a a chance to start fresh every year. I think, I think it's, I think it's perfect for our league. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, You know, we have lost at least one owner every year. So speaking to that attrition, I, I think that's definitely a piece of it. I think there has been some sentiment in the league of, you know, keeper kind of have has this feeling of longevity, mm-hmm. which I, I think some people are definitely looking for of like, hey, let's make a commitment for a longer time period, mm-hmm. which could have that. But and I 
I was like most people in the league when I voted for mm-hmm. auction keeper, which I thought I've never done either of those things either. So it was it was a little bit of a novelty totally. play for me as well. But totally. I think it's interesting the way that you laid it out there. And yeah, I think it definitely worked for this year. And I, I could see my perspective on that changing for next year of like, hey, we start new every year. And that's kind of an exciting but, cleaning of the slate. And, and Matt, I know you want to jump in here. What was so brilliant about Drew's suggestion to the league, though, is that there are consequences between the years now. Right. And so I do think you get a little piece of that longevity. I thought that was such a great suggestion. Good twist. And well, I, I think that that longevity can lead to anxiety, though, too, because if you goof it up this year, that carries over. Totally. You're doing back-to-back stand-up. Um, yeah, if, if you're Caleb. Seth and you make a second-round selection that you're like, oh, wow, this is something that I regret so much. I will trade him for a fifth-round pick. Is that going to hurt you for years to come? Right, and I, and I think that that is – to me, that's less fun. And we heard some people say that the anxiety of doing stand-up would throw them off. I think that we are a uh, – we don't need any more anxiety. In my mind, it's... I kind of... I had a hard time with that. What do you mean? Like, you got to feel it a little bit. And I like that. You got to not look forward to the punishment. And it can't just be, like, something that you get out of monetarily. Now, granted, maybe that someone would really not look forward to that. But there's, there's something good about having some skin in the game there. But, I mean, I don't want... I don't want unhealthy anxiety. I want healthy All right, well, um, yeah, we may need a more technical definition there, but we can move on to the next one. Drew Thatch wants to know, uh, favorite pod moment to date? Ooh, there's so many good ones to choose from. Um, well, I know everyone listening to this may not be a Patreon subscriber, mm. but if you... If you do get to listen to that, I, yeah, subscribe to the premium content. Yeah. Um, what was the adjective that Travis used? Over the moon. Over the moon. It was so good. I mean, that was great. Just just hearing that back. Uh, I mean, I I said it on the group meet. Seth, your defense in timeline was great. I, honestly, it may be when. Um, when you guys role played the text, <laughs> it was so good. That was a lot of fun, especially when I was impersonating Commissioner Travis Bakel and implicated myself with, I guess this makes me the unethical mm. one. And he just completely mm. admitted to being unethical in yeah. the way that he screwed yeah. over Seth in that trade. Um, I, I also really, it's not necessarily like a funny moment, but Zach, Name and Sean, like again, but then Sean's clap back, like both of those were just such strong moments that hopefully didn't cross the personal line. But uh, yeah, I submitted that question: who's the most overrated owner? And I give mad props to Zach for answering. Huge props, and uh, Zach, Zach answered the question. Uh, Sean came back, as you said, really strong. Clap which back. which he clapped back thunder and lightning that's Drew's team name but <laughs> it felt right so, <laughs> so 
<laughs> so, so I went with it. And uh, yeah, we're going to have Sean on the podcast at some point, And we're definitely going to ask him what's going through your mind. Because, you know, we, we were looking at it. And last year, yes, Sean, Sean finished in last place two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to bring some beer to the draft. Mm-hmm. Last year also has another disappointing season. But he has, brought great snacks. Though. He brought great he snacks. Brought and last season he had by far the most points scored against him. So, you know, is he the most overrated owner or is he kind of like the Golden State Warriors? Everybody brings their A game mm-hmm. every single night and he's taken everyone's best shot. Um, I think his week one performance this year a massive performance that would have beat everybody in the league except for Travis Piquel, who he was matched up against. Um, I I think Sean's coming back with a vengeance this year, and yeah. he, he looks like a strong contender. Yeah. So Drew wants to know if we're still recording. Yes, we are. Speaking of Drew, I think I need to swallow my words earlier. So making fun of him for spending $54. What is it, $54? 53 bucks on Andy Dalton. We have just now started the second half in tonight's game. Andy Dalton is already at 32 points. Props, Drew. Shout out. Maybe he knows something we don't know. But why didn't he start him? Well, great question. Um, Jimmy G's playing Detroit. Like, he he could put up big numbers. Yeah. Good point. So good, Matt Stafford. So, but, but uh, Trey, here's a question for you. If, if, uh, Newly married life. Mm. I knew this was coming. Is playing fantasy football a great part of it or the greatest part of it? So we were on vacation uh, for a friend's wedding. And, you know, I've really tried to help my wife understand that this is our team. This is our team. I try to show her the roster. Well, you know what? I was babysitting with her last night, and she told me that. She was very... She told me about y'all's team. Strong totally. strong sense of ownership. Totally. Yeah, so it's been great. But, yeah, we were on vacation, and she saw me looking at my phone a lot. And I think the, I think the low <laughs> point was sitting in the airport bar. And um, Where is this going? sitting in the airport bar, I'm excited to watch, you know, fourth quarter of... Panthers Cowboys. Sorry about that, by the way, Jamie. Yeah, that and that hurt. Um, she unfortunately there was only one seat that could face the TV, so there I was uh, facing the TV, eating my nachos. <laughs> she had her back to the TV, reading Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. Wow. So. Mm, uh, so yeah. But I think we're off to a strong start, and yeah. I'm I'm excited to get her excited about hosting some league members over here for some games. So it I'm, like I'm really fortunate to go. I'm really fortunate to marry a wife who uh, owns Georgia season tickets. Wow! And so huge, huge Bulldogs fan. That um, that was very very impressive, and we just need to we just need to get her an NFL team. She does want to go to a Panthers game. Uh, which is awesome. And we just we got to get her excited about seeing the Panthers every Sunday and all our other players that we have on our team. 
<laughs> Which Devin Funches, Christian McCaffrey, there's mm. definitely some overlap there. That's right. Speaking of players on your team, it, it's come to my attention that a trade has been sent Ooh. to you. Uh, a trade was just sent to me. By wow. Drew, by Drew Thatch, you'd like to have an, an on-air evaluation. I love wow. this. Wow. Selling high on Andy Dalton's of Stream of trade. consciousness. Offering Cooper Cup and Andy Dalton for Dalvin Cup. Reject. <laughs> Can you give us some insight into that decision? Come on, Drew. You got to come with something better than that. Red Rocket. He, he said it was a Matt inspired trade request. I'm not sure what to make mm-hmm. of that, but. Yes. I, I know exactly know. what that means. I, yeah, I think it, the fact that he summarily rejected it shows you that it was a Matt inspired exactly. trade request. Um, so. I can't believe you voted twice. That was controversial. No one else was paying attention to it. I can't believe you voted twice. In the group me, there there were talks about sanctions. I called for them. And you didn't bring this up when given full commissioner rights. That True. was that was a reader question True. True. of what would you do with commissioner power? You had the chance to bring down draft pick compensation. Mm. You could have penalized, you could have uh made him buy his beer. Yeah. I'm disappointed. And Matt. You offered him Sony, Sonny, Sony Michelle for Joe Mixon? No, Chubb for Mixon. Nick Chubb. Straight up. Nick Chubb. It was a joke. Come on. I don't know if it was. Trey. Trey. Let's get real. I, I send about seven trades a week. An average of one a day. And they're mostly ridiculous. I never expect someone to uh, respond positively. And uh, and yet you keep going. He's just looking for a sucker. And after a trade that was accepted by Seth, I think he should just send <laughs> seven <laughs> trades Seth's way every week and see what happens. And then the lead will come around Seth. Actually, to, the lead will come around Matt. I need to dig up the dirt on every single one of Seth's players is what I need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, on that note, I've loved being on the pod. I got a scoot. I'll let y'all take it from here. Thank you. Are we good to stay in your house? Totally. Is that that's completely totally. fine? Yeah, y'all awesome. Just chill here. That's... I'll, be, I'll be back and I can jump in on some more content. Okay, uh, we're we're going long. Our subscribers have showed that they don't necessarily care about long episodes, so we'll see what happens. And like we've talked about before, this is on Zach to edit, so Zach, you're the man. But uh, once again, I want to go back to the group me. Drew jumping in with this statement. Dalton just threw four TDs in the first half, comma. So glad I picked him up and so pissed he is on my bench. Um, but Matt, let's let's quickly run through the rest of the match matchups week one. We've gotten through three of these. Uh, we can we can jump into yours if you want. Who, who did you face and what do you think about that week one win? One against Robert. My team name was Are You Effing Ready? Mm. Huge fan of that team name. Um, you know, I mean, the biggest takeaway here, you know, two takeaways. Uh, the biggest one being Pat Mahomes, 36 points. Love that guy. Got him in the 12th round or something. Snagged him right before Travis. Love it. Uh, he's huge for me. Kid looks natural. I think he's going to be great all year long. 
I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think that's just going to be that, that pinned up, you know, better than ever expected. Uh, as T Pick would say, you know, I'm over the moon. Uh, my other uh, Connor, can't believe that I got to start that guy 31 points. Um, five uh, flex pick. Um, just for your info, the other, the other four were taken by Travis and Sean. Um, five uh, highest scoring players of the week. James Conner came in there at, at number three with 32 points. And man, I mean, obviously, I'm just hoping that he keeps it in gear for the whole, you know, for the whole 10 weeks um, that Leon is hopefully going to be out. Sorry, Cody. Um, obviously, disappointing Jimmy Graham. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, but. I don't know. I mean, no big takeaways besides that. Um, so surprised that the Raiders were so bad. Um, nice to have the uh, the LA Rams D. Um, that was um, unexpected for me. I kind of thought that they'd come up come up pretty hot. Um, looking over at Robert, no, no huge takeaways. Uh, poor Doug Baldwin. Mm. Looks like he's been out for a month or so. That really hurt our matchup um, for Robert. Um, I mean, in fact, other than that, it was a pretty close. Oh, I'm lying. It's not that close. It's not that close. Sorry, Robert. Let's jump to let's jump to another one. This is not a very interesting matchup. Yeah, I faced our last place finisher, Caleb, in our week one matchup. Uh, sticking with with the team name Despicable Me for third year. And Caleb switched his team name to anything but last. And, you know, Caleb had a strong week one. Uh, beat me by 22 points. Put up 134, so really strong score. Um, that was with Alex Collins, Joku, and Josh Gordon doing almost nothing. But I ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw with Drew Brees scoring 37.56 points. Julio Jones... 169 receiving yards. He had a 40-yard reception that looked like a clear catch that on replay was overturned. So a little bit of a rough break there. Matt Ryan, who looked horrible, also missed him for what would have been a 60-plus-yard touchdown. Um, and, you know, also had a end-of-the-game corner fade to Julio Jones that landed out of bounds. So... Julio can continued his lack of touchdowns, but 169 receiving yards, 10 receptions, 11 rushing yards, 23 points uh, was basically more than all three of my wide receivers combined. So tip of the hat to Caleb. Um, you know, my, my wide receivers didn't show up. A little bit of a rough day for, for the Cowboys offense. I mean, honestly, Jamie, I don't know that your wide receivers are going to show up at all this year. Uh, you know, I Allen Robinson has a ton of talent. He put up fourteen hundred yards in a season before. The Bears' offense looked sure, really. He was playing. He was playing at Bortles then. And they they looked really good in the first half. Uh, dropped off completely in the second half. I went to bed, so not sure why they just let the Packers steamroll them there. But uh, I'm not. I'm not panicking. Uh, Corey Davis has some hamstring stuff going on, but thirteen targets. And Delaney Walker out for the season, so 
I don't see his target but share. What about your boy Marcus? Going down. Who? I mean, if Marcus Mariota can't throw Davis the ball, you're sunk. Yeah, Aaron Jones comes back in a week. Um, he'll have some flex upside. Hopefully, Marquise Goodwin, Sammy Watkins get completely healthy. So, have some weeks. I'm not. I'm not panicking after week one. All right. Speaking of Caleb, Caleb did something this week that is a little confusing to me. That I'm gonna jump in and mention. Um, so Caleb went and put a whole bunch of players on the on the block on the trading block that is, and you know, hey, stated I want to I want to trade these guys, and I think he listed four players, four players, and even made a note in the group me alerting people to this fact. Hey, I have people on the block, so. I'm curious. I check. He's got two guys I really want. So I start throwing trades in him. I start sending him texts. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't think I could want I mm, uh, No promises. <laughs> so I'm trying to grab these two players from him that I want, and the guy's totally uncommunicative. Totally non-communicative. Like, doesn't say a word, doesn't respond, finally texts me back, um, and he says you know what, I want to see what comes through on the waiver wire. The next day, he has spent 10 bucks on a defense. Uh, which, which defense was that, Jamie? I don't, I don't recall. I want to say the um, Houston defense. Yeah, drops, Houston D. Drops 10, Detroit, takes Houston. Yeah, spends 10 bucks on the Houston D. Doesn't grab anybody else. And then, uh, you know, I'm trying to trade him again, and he says, um, let me wait for week two. So, Caleb, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what going on the block means. Um, you know, usually when people throw people on the block, you know, they actually want to do deals. But, uh, you know, so look out for Caleb. He doesn't necessarily like to do deals. But he has a big tease. Um, I think that kind of wraps up this matchup. Um, is there, who are we missing? We've Yeah, the last one, premier matchup of the week. We have reigning champion Travis, who are the chefs, and Shibboleth. The recipient of five bonus points due some to a secret code word that was deciphered during our Patreon only episode, uh, secret episode 2.5. And final score here, there's a little bit of a discrepancy in Yahoo. If you look at the top of the page, it says 177.34 for Travis to 154.34 for Sean. Uh, but then if you scroll down to the bottom, the totals down there. 177.34 remains the same for Travis, but Sean's total adds up to 149.34. So, five-point change there. Not sure exactly what's going on in Yahoo. Either way, even with the bonus points that Travis will add in, Sean loses. Rough break because he beats every other team in the league by a pretty healthy margin. Also, Aaron Rodgers almost broke his leg. Uh Ended the game with almost 31 points. It, it would have been close had he not been able to finish out the game. So, I mean, or if Sean had started Kirk Cousins, you know, I mean, there's there's a couple ways this could have gone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to hard to argue when your team puts up 149 points. Your your team's going to win most weeks. Would have beat 10 other teams in the league. Really rough break for Sean. Um, but I think these are. The two teams that everyone in the league is looking at and going, uh oh, they they could put up more more weeks with these wait, point wait, totals. So you, you are you afraid of both these teams? Very much. 
Really? Very much. That's interesting. Tyree Kill and Alvin Kamara both showed that they do not believe in regression. They they don't care if no one else in NFL history, you know, doesn't put up the amount of points that they put up per touch. Um, both of them just super explosive. And I, you know, with Travis's team especially, you look at it and David Johnson, his number one overall pick was one of his lowest point scorers. You know, you think he put up 15 points this week. He's going to put up 40 points some weeks. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm totally. I, I don't know how Travis managed to have such a great team. Um, it's kind of unbelievable to me. He's got. I mean, he's just got amazing wideouts, amazing running backs, the best QB in football. I mean, Adrian Peterson way way outperformed his his draft oh, position. Totally. So and, you know, it seems like he's going to keep doing it. Um, if, if I'm he not keeps... super nervous about Sean right now, but. You know, when Mark Ingram comes back, it's tough. Could be good. <laughs> Could be really good. Uh, but, yeah, that wraps up our, our week one matchups. Uh, we face off in week two. Any other any other premier matchups that, that you've got your eye on? Luckily, Andy Dalton's scoring all the touchdowns tonight. So Joe Mixon coming in at five point six six points, uh, actually being outscored by Alex Collins six point seven right now. So really hoping that that Caleb takes down Travis in week two and humbles them a little bit after that one hundred and seventy seven point outburst. I don't have it down. Oh, Matt! Matt is speechless. Trey, Trey, any final words? Wanna- Want to sign us off here? I just appreciate you guys playing a, an away game tonight. And, yeah, good luck to everybody in week two. Week two. Episode four of the pod. We'll be back episode five next week. Yeah, I think uh, I just want to say, you know, grateful to have Trey on the show. Um, it's been so good to be with you. And, um, you know, grateful for your friendship. And... We look forward to pod number five next week. Um, best of luck this weekend to all you guys. Amen to that. Go fall on a well. Cause we-